Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is set for one episode. Your host from Columbus, Ohio, is Michael Kirk. Welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast. Hello and welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast, your digital audio dirt sheet for all things Super Show. On this special episode of the Outlaw Mudcast, we are going to be talking about the 2021 SRG Awards. And joining me to talk about the SRG Awards is a former LFF Hardcore Champion and member of Impact, Mark Perry. Mark, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Michael. All right. So there are, according to what they said on Talk the Universe, over 40 awards this year which means there are awards we don't know about because the nominee list we received only had 34 spots on it. So we're just going to be able to talk about those 34. 15 of the 34 they announced the nominees for. Unfortunately, we don't have the remainder. So we're going to talk about the nominees, and then we're going to talk about the other awards where the nominees weren't announced and just give our thoughts. We're going to go through the order that they announced them on Talk of the Universe. So I'm going to start with the, I believe it's the, the first one they started with was the Champion of the Year Award, a.k.a. the Marcel Award. Awesome, awesome. Is that on this sheet that we have here? In that, is on oh, the, yeah. that, is on, that is on the first slide I copied in. And they went right to left. I don't know why they went right to left, but they went right to left. So the... Champions of the Year nominees are Press One P, Bob Dunn, Hold the Line Harry, Eddie Fury, Ken Fouché, and Peppy Pepper. Well, I can tell you that uh, two of them, you know, it's n- no brainers. Press One P, hands down. How many screw jobs this guy overcome? Uh, he's my number one pick. Uh, second champion of the year, uh, you know, I, I, I'm assuming Calais being Calais and the, the tool that he is, he's going to push for hold the line, Harry, who, whatever. Uh, but of all these players, you know, I'm biased, of course, because of impact. But no, no, undisputed, nobody can deny. Press 1P should hold this title until, I believe it was last night is that uh, the Nightmare King got it. So you look for a good old-fashioned screw job between the boss, Calais, or something of that sort. You watch. Nightmare King is not even on this list. He'll probably be awarded Champion of the Year. But it's got to be Press 1P. See, I can't imagine that it would be Nightmare King. Number one, this is 2022. These are the 2021 awards. You can't really... You know, he would be on the next awards list for his winning the championship, you know, in 2022. Now, if this was 2022, absolutely I could see Nightmare King getting this award. See, but, see I, I could see it that way. But there, there's one little thing that makes you think mm-hmm. that it's, this will slide its way in. Because, after all, you did say we are in 2022. It is January 31st, 2022. And what are we currently doing right now? Barely starting to create a character contest for 2021. 
So we know the timetables of Super Show are way off, and I can see a massive screw job coming because it'll probably be the November, December this year before the 2021 CCC is completed because you know how they like to expedite stuff. So watch out. Screw job coming. Press 1P should win it. I wouldn't be surprised if Nightmare Keys King sneaks his way in. You know, look at this category, and it is the Marcel Award. So there's not just a championship, but there's sort of a a moral, a character element to it. To me, looking at this list, somebody who gives a lot to Super Show that's on this list is Ken Fouché. And so I can definitely see Ken Fouché being worthy of holding this Marcel Award. Yeah, I, I can see Ken Fouché. You can't see Hold the Line Harry. He should be hands down maybe rookie of the year, third year running. Uh, Eddie Fury will just the mouth that never shuts up. Nope, nope, definitely not. Peppy Pepper, love Peppy. No, newest one of the newest members of Impact. I guess uh, uh, it's out. The Norseman has officially joined Impact. Uh, the Brain, Brain is always awesome. You know what? I don't care what anybody says. The Brain has to be one of the top three players that you always have to consider for Player of the Year. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Without a shadow of a doubt, though, press 1P. He is the champion of the year. How many screw jobs did that guy just kick off to the side and still keep coming? No, no question in my mind. Press 1P should and will win this award. All right. I don't know who will, but I think there's a strong case for Ken Fisher. I think there's a strong case just for longevity's sake with Hold the Line Harry. He was deep. South champion for a long, long time. Okay, so let, let, let's let's – just throw that mm -hmm. out right now. This is the SRG Awards show. We're not talking about some second-rate Deep South nobody cares about unless they're in the Deep South belt. Let's just get rid of that. That's just like nobody well, well, cares well, about Sin City Wrestling's belt. They don't. Nobody cares about Rust Belt's belt unless you're in that area. The Deep South is trash. If they want to give Harry all these accolades, they're crazy. We don't care about local well, belts. Region belts. Don't care. Let's and now, normally, there. I would agree with you on the region belts, but as we know, the SRG Top Brass is based out of New York City. They're based in the LFF Tri-State area, and they love talking about how prestigious that regional belt is. So you can't necessarily count dis discount regional belts because, you know, Steve, general manager, they love that regional belt. They love that regional belt because that's the region they live in. Of course they're going to love it. Uh, you, you give me a, a West Coast belt. Of course I'm going to love it because I can play for it. Next! All right. I think it is time to move on. Event of the year. The nominees, PAX Unplugged, Origins, Huntsville, Marktoberfest 3, Gen Con, and Fall Brawl. Now, I only went to three of these. I was at Origins, Gen Con, and Marktoberfest. I know you were at Origins. Did you make any of these others? Nope, nope, I did not. Nope. Origins was the only one. I was a surprise yep. attendee. Not very many people knew that I was going, so not, not even my tag team partner, Eddie Fury, knew until he saw me walk in there and, and, and the look on his face. Yeah. Having said that, I'm going to go Origins, my hometown event. You know, Marktoberfest 3 is a great show. 
Gen Con's the biggest, but I'm going Origins for so many reasons. Partially because we did have my special guest, Mark Perry. We had the first ever SRG appearance, as far as I'm aware, of Kaylee Sweet Pea Perry, as well as Origins. That, I think, helps put it over the top. I'm taking Origins. How about you? I agree. I think it's Origins for many reasons. We had some crazy matches, the tag team matches. We, we, I mean, we actually had talent show up. You had uh, Effie, which, you know, kid-friendly, kid-friendly thing and wasn't dressed appropriately. So I don't know about Effie being there, but Mad, uh, was it, what was his name, Mad? It's uh, Mad, Mad, Madman Fulton. Madman Fulton, he was cool. Very good guy. Uh, yeah. Almost, the, almost won the tag team event, made the semifinals, I believe. Yeah, he lost to who? That's right. Impact. That's right. That's right. He came close. And actually, I don't know if you've seen the Origins uh, website. On the, If you go to the Origins website right now, the photo that they're using of gameplay is from that tournament. It's Madman and I think Loudmouth and other people pictured. So it's a super, super show is featured. It's the picture you go, you see. When you go to the Origins website right now, as as well as it should be, who was the as most well loudest? Who is the the largest attended event at at Origins? Hands down, Super Show. Yep. So I'm saying Origins at the end of the year. I think you're saying that as well. Let's I move mean, on to uh-huh. Gen, Gen Kai might get honorable mention, and it could have been Event of the Year. But then there was the White Castle debacle, so we'll, yeah. we can save that for later. So let's move. We'll it save on. that because we'll because we'll get to the White Castle later. You know? Yes, sir. Yeah. Shock of the year. We have the big guy turns heel, takes out Time Bomb Tim and the Oracle. Comes in wielding Kendo Slice with bad intentions in his heart. Next up, Young. Dumb and Broke defeat the Dangerous Alliance for the LFF Tag Team Championship. Jeff McPeak, at Origins, cashes in his Master of Ceremonies card to make the uh, Hardcore Championship a triple threat with him, the champion at the time, Eddie Fury, and Robert the Brain Dunn, and wins, becomes the LFF Hardcore Champion still to this day. LFF Hardcore Champion. The next shock of the year, Alec Ventresca takes on Press 1P during the dojo, and with the odds stacked against him, with Press 1P being able to use multiple entrance cards, Alec Ventresca walks away with the win. The fifth shock of the year nominee, Rhaegar, or Rager, the Dragon God, I don't know how to pronounce it, destroys Gary, Indiana. You know, very uh, classic Rust Belt, steel mining town, home of the Jacksons, gone. And then finally, the last nominee for Shock of the Year, the Grump shows up to challenge Press 1P in person. I believe this says at a New York event. All right, well, this one is very easy. Uh, let's mm-hmm. see. We'll go down the line. The heel, the big guy turns heel. Very cool. Taking out the Tim and Bomb, Tim and Oracle. Good. Uh, Young Dom beating the Dangerous Alliance. That was insane. So that's my second pick. McPeak catches Master of Ceremony. 
He only did that so the brain could help him win. He couldn't do that on his own. He needed help. Alec V beaten Press 1P on the dojo with the odds stacked against him. It's hard enough to beat Press 1P as it is on a fair match. And then beating him on the dojo with the odds against him, that's got to be number one. Rygar, that's that's pretty cool stuff. You know, it's a it's it's storyline stuff. The grump shows up. That is not shock of the year. That was anything but a shock because you had the botcheroo. Everybody putting out the promos that are putting up a poster of the grump and everybody together at that New York convention, which basically spilled the beans four and a half hours before the grump showed up. So there was no big surprise. It was like, uh, yeah, that was the greatest secret ever. So for me, Alex V, with your odds against you, trying to beat the 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 greatest player super show has ever seen. That's got to be my shock of the year. You know, this one's kind of tough for me. I'm, uh, I'm not too emotionally invested into this one. I kind of like the Jeff McPeak one, but you know what? Alec V beating press one P just as good. Let's move on to the next one. Best super show show. This one, I care about. Number one nominee, Outlaw Mudcast. Number two, Chibi's Thursday Night Fights. Number three, Expanding the Universe. Number four, The Dread Pirate Proving Grounds. Number five, Talk of the Universe. At number six, Tell Us About Yourself. Oh, boy. Have I got comments for all of these ones. All right, Mike, I'll start off with the Outlaw Mudcast. If I haven't told you once, I've probably told you a hundred times, this is the one show I listen to every Monday when I get to work. I don't listen to it the second it comes out. You don't even have to tell me anymore. My, my phone downloads the podcast, and Monday morning, first thing at work, if I'm at work, if it still happens to be my day off, I listen to you on Tuesday. So that goes to tell you the longevity and the content you put out. You put out a lot of stuff that I, I can't watch all the events. I don't get to see all that stuff, but you cover it all and you put it all out there. Uh, Chibi uh, Thursday Night Fights, I don't think that's a super show. I think that's a, a weekly event. That's not putting out content. You're just streaming matches. And you know what? There's so many p- people out there streaming matches. There's so many matches being streamed, so many tournaments. It's meh. That's that's just my opinion. Nothing against Chibi. I love the events and so forth. I actually played in one where Press1P helped them host. Uh, expanding the Universe. I really like this show. This one's really cool. The only negativity I have on this one is it's while I work. So I can basically listen to it. I don't get to see all the cool art that they always talk about. And as the boss and uh, uh, was wait for it, Schmidt are uh, talking and doing it. So I like that. Uh, hands down, I don't know even how this got on here. The Dread Pri- Pirate Proving Grounds. Crash. Why? How did this even get here? People want to play Super Show. They don't want to play crazy nonsense and that's why you see the attendance of this event drop and drop and drop and simon and the boss don't want to listen to it make it more normal super show and people start coming back you keep this crazy nonsense and it's going to become uh, yep only six again this week only eight again this week and then while that one time press one p shows up to chibi's thursday night fight all of a sudden it magically sold out there's probably a reason for that because the dread pilots crap and Chibi ran some more normal ship, and the Dread Pirate is on a sinking ship. Get out of here. Talk of the universe. It's okay. Um, it's always better 
and it has the GM Clay's corner. So I actually wrote in uh, GM Clay's corner could be one of the best shows if he if he just do that all by himself. Uh, tell us about yourself. That's, I ain't gonna lie, unless it's somebody you actually want to see or, or, or flame and poke at while they're doing the interview. It's a real snoozer, you know. Um, it's gotten better once Dustin Garman got out of it, but it's still lower tier. But but it's still better than oh. Dread Pirate Proving Grounds. But hands down, number one. Outlaw Mudcast, Talking Universe number two. The rest are, oh, you know, Expanding Universe would have to be three, but the rest are just meh. Now, I'll say this. First off, I don't necessarily, cons- well, I don't, not necessarily, I don't really consider the Chibi one and the Dread Pirate ones even shows. They're just broadcasting tournaments. You know, they do a good job. I like Chibi's Thursday Night Fights. I think the production-wise, it's a great show. But as far as best super show show, no, I don't consider that. Now, of course, I'm the host of the Outlaw Mudcast. It's my show. That should win. Honestly, that should win every year. It's a travesty we haven't even been nominated every year. But we should win every year. Who do I think will win? I think Tell Us About Yourself will win. Two reasons. Number one, it's a video podcast or it's a video program. I think video gets the edge over audio. Number two, there is a curse with the best Super Show show, similar to the Madden curse. Are you familiar with the Madden curse? Yes, yes. You put it on the cover and they get hurt. Yeah. Okay, so the first ever best show winner was the big guy's power hour within a year off the air. Next year, the winner, Ebony and Ivory is a show of variety, less than a year later, off the air. This year, I think Tell Us About Yourself is going to win because they're already off the air. They already stopped doing the show. They've already got to jump on the curse. So <laughs> even though I think Outlaw Mudcast should win, I'm going to pick Tell Us About Yourself. I think they're going to actually pull it away. That's funny. Yeah, uh, no way. No way. They don't win. Okay. They don't win. That All was right. a we'll snoozer. See. We will see. All right. The last one for this first group of nominees, the card of the year. The nominees are the Steel City Showdown line. The whole line is nominated, but because Steel City Showdown is the most prominent, most well-known of that line, that's why they're named. The newest Restoration Potion card, I think it's Restoration Potion number 8. Could be wrong about the number. Barrel It Up, which I believe is a card from Ikuzo Super Show. Backed by the Rack, the new entrance card. Break the Seal. And derail. Um, well, I, I I have to say these are mostly all good cards. Mostly, I do not know who in their crazy mind plays derail. That has got to be one of the worst cards you ever ever can even have in a deck. And I know Steve, you know, don't be bashing my card. No, that one's trash. I have won so many matches because somebody will derail me and I just laugh at him like you had 10 cards in your hand. I had 3. I now end up with 4. You helped me more than you hurt me. You're crazy. Not a good card. Now Time Bomb Tim does play it in his uh, specific decks where he's always losing his hand, so it's great for him, but it is bad card. Uh, break the seal. It's it's okay. Back by the rack. Great entrance card. More, more and more people are using it. Uh, the brain is really up on it. 
barrel it up. I, I honestly, I couldn't even tell you what it did. Restoration potion, they're, they're all really good, all really good. But if you're going to go for card of the year and they're going to give the Steel City Showdown line, hands down, that's got to win. Now, Steel City Showdown was my pick as well. That's what I nominated because I do think those are great cards. You see them all the time now. They've come out. Backed by the rack, though, we'll give it its run for its money. I do think that is a very strong entrance card. It's not on the level to me as past winner, um, director of operations, oh. but I think it's up there. I think it could get, I'm still going to stick with Steel City Showdown, but I think Back by the Rack could give it its run for its money. Don't be surprised if Back for the Rack wins this one. I wouldn't be surprised either. But yes, yeah, yeah, three cards. And now let's move on to the next group. And we'll start again. We'll start with King Greatness Award Best Mike Skills. The nominees Eddie Fury, Young Allergy, Brian Schmidt. The Grump, Mr. Poppin' Twist, and the Lucha Maniacal Uberstar. Oh, boy. All right, we'll just start off with why, oh, why is Brian Wait for Schmidt even here? No point, no, no good promos. I mean, he does get on and talk a lot on the thing, so next. Poppin' Twist, I love when he does stuff, but I don't really, I can honestly tell you, I don't, I don't remember anyone from this year, but I love me some Poppin' Twist. Uberstar, love Uberstar, but I haven't seen much. Uh, uh, Young Allergy, I love when he does his little rap stuff, that, but that's normally in a Zoom room or something. So that's not even, he doesn't put it out there for other people to see. Now, this really does only come down to two people, Eddie Fury and the Grump, and they have both dropped bombs of promos this year. Bombs like the, the where, the, after the Grump's debacle, with White Castle, he put out that one uh, unsolved mysteries. Amazing, amazing. That's probably got to be promo of the year. But no, hands down, who puts out the most content that keeps everybody laughing at his goofiness? It's got to be Eddie Fury. Got to be. Got to get this guy's award finally. Maybe shut him up. Maybe we don't have to see all these stupid ones where he's out in New York trying to talk crap about the Statue of Liberty. You know, I. Pretty much agree with your assessments. Mr. Pop and Twist, great on the mic, but just in terms of volume, not that much. Same thing with Young Allergy. Same thing to me with Brian Schmidt. He may cut more promos than I think, but I don't remember him, which that's, you know, that's not good for making a case for best mic skills. Uberstar, maybe a dark horse, but to me, yeah, it's Eddie Fury and the Grump, and I'm going to agree with you. I will take Eddie Fury here. Hey, we're agreeing. Let's go. Yep. Let's move on to the commentator of the year, a.k.a. the LEO Award, named after Leo the Law. The nominees are Jeffrey Fox, Brian Schmidt, General Manager John Clace, Evie Fresh, Dick Thunderlips, and Chibi. All right, well, let's start off with uh, Jeffrey Fox and Chibi. They stream a lot, and they know what they're talking about. They, 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 it's really crazy when they can call what the next card is, what stop they have, and they actually are watching the match, and they remember what the opponent has. Like, well, he's going to stop this with a pocket lapse. And the players don't even remember, oh, uh, I forgot you had that, and, and they still remember. So that's always great. Evie Fresh, uh, I, I've seen a couple streams. But 
just he's not in it as much as the other two and putting themselves out there. Dick Thunderlips, the Grump, whatever. No, no. He's just, he's, he just wants to keep his face out there with too many different profiles. Calace cracks me up. I love it. He's he's a douchebag half the time, and he makes sure that he is he is making sure that the opponent that he's rooting for tries to win. Uh, I I love I love GM Calace. I wrote GM Calace in for this one as well as uh, Jeff Fox. So I wouldn't be surprised if either of these two take it home. Yeah, I nominated Chibi. That was on what was on my list. I think he's good. I think Kalace is good. I think Fox is good. But I think Chibi really has kind of come, you know, would not have been a name on the list last year. This year, a solid name. I think he could come up being new blood and take it. I agree. All right. Next one. Rookie of the year. Nick Baxter. Rowdy Ron. Wrench Monkey. Daniel Gutowski. Ant West. And Rin Rinsame. Sorry about that. I was gone for a second. All right. So the rookie of the year. Um, I'll be. I'll be quite honest. I don't know who half these people are. Um, Ant West. Uh, he's the only one I really know about. He's contacted me personally. You. He's always putting out content. I mean. I'll, I'll honestly say it. he has saved me time from going back and re-watching or re-listening to Talk in the Universe with his uh, uh, digital content of typing up. So I'm surprised he didn't get a nomination for uh, the Super Show show, you know, other than, you know, the regular deal. So of all these people, I, I, I know three of them, but uh, Aunt, Aunt West just sticks out the most to me. Aunt West is a great choice. If they had had a category on here that... Recap of the Universe would make him qualified for. I would have picked that. That's a great weekly article, Recap of the Universe every week. Nick Baxter I'm not too familiar with. I'm nominated Rowdy Ron just because he asked me to nominate him. So he made the big, he made the most noise. Wrench Monkey, that's the current LFF Tri-State Champion. He has sort of the best resume. Daniel Gutowski, I met him at Gen Con. And I believe he did get a shot at the LFF Tag Team Championships earlier this year. Did not make it, but did get a shot at gold. Rins and Rinsame came on strong, made a couple promos, but I haven't heard a lot from him lately. Based on resume alone, I would go Wrench Monkey, Rookie of the Year. All right. You know, holding gold, even regional gold, sort of puts you ahead. Now, it's kind of unfortunate that this came out while the Rising Stars tournament was going on because that would have been a bigger factor with the Rookie of the Year. I agree. But I'm going to go Ranch Monkey. All right, next one. Catchphrase of the Year. Sofa King. Hello there. Red Hat, Blue Hat, Back the Rack, Eat, Cheap, Soup, Repeat, and Let's Rock Out. All right, well, Let's Rock Out. Uh, I, I don't even remember anybody saying that. So next, that's that that's what that that's what Nightmare King says at the end of all his promos and all right. whatnot. Uh, that's his that that's his that's his catchphrase. All right, next. Hello there. What's that from? That's something Kenobi says. Okay, next. Uh, red hat, blue hat. That started this year at Origins. It was cool. It's funny. They're still trying to. Pro- 
push it, so that's okay. Back to rack, I don't even know how that could be catchphrase of this year because I believe that was 2020 is when that started. So it it feels older. Yes, yes. It's, it definitely it, feels old. It feels old. It feels old, and just like the drama, the rack pack, I I I think it's old, and let's put that the rest. Uh, uh, so. The two that stand out are eat, cheap, soup, repeat, because that's hilarious. And when you see you see the dangerous alliance or the, the dangerous wool order or whatever, having the shirts on, even with young Mallory wearing it, amazing. Gotta love it. They they they, yeah. they support each other greatly. Uh, but let's go back. What makes you laugh? And I think it's so fucking funny when you see these promos. So hands down, if Sofa King doesn't win y'all got some so fucking wrong brains in your head because it was great yes i hope you did say sofa king there because i don't want to have to go back and edit sofa king was what was said (laughs) okay all right you know i would right off the top eliminate hello there let's rock out and back the rack back the rack's old hello there and let's rock out are really specific to one person and they don't stand out to me you know, I'm not even sure if that catchphrase, eat, sheep, soup, repeat, is correct. I feel like the t-shirts say, soup, sheep, conquer, repeat. I could be wrong. You know what? You might be right. Okay. So, red hat, blue hat, very entertaining. Sofa King, very entertaining. To me, it's one of those two. We still see red hat, blue hat all the time. I think, though, I'm going to go with, hmm, that's a good question. because. Red Hat, Blue Hat, divisive and yet inclusive at the same time. You know, because Red Hat people will still chant Red Hat, Blue Hat. Blue Hat people will still chant Red Hat, Blue Hat. But only Sofa Eddie King, Fury. Only Eddie Fury Sofa King, Sofa King. Eddie is Eddie Fury. I think it's a toss-up between the two. You know, and that's where I'm going to stick. I'm not going to. I'm not going to go. You know what? I think you're right. They're both strong. They're both strong. They're both strong. Both strong. You know what? I, now that you've given your point, I think Red Hat Blue Hat should win this because yes, Sofa King has stopped. It's basically died. So it's died off as well. So yeah, I think Red Hat Blue Hat because even now and then you'll see Booker or you'll see you'll see Kid Thunder doing something. I think there's a promo earlier this week about that too. So, or, or, or during the weekend and I was busy this weekend, but I still recall yeah. seeing something red hat, blue hat. So I agree. Yeah. Well, they were both at rumble at the rumble four. So <clears throat> they definitely could have, there was a little bit of red hat, blue hat. I don't know if they reunited and played, but they were definitely in the building. And then the next award, we'll talk about the botch of the year, AKA the swing and the missile. Award. <laughs> so the first one is, Brain, of course, defeated Eddie Fury, and as a result, got Eddie Fury's red sequin jacket, put the jacket on, much too small for the brain. The brain tears the jacket. Unfortunately, the match, which was filmed, the filming stopped just before this moment could have been recorded. This moment lost. The next nominee, Brian Schmidt's internet, period. Nothing no, no specific incident, just as a whole, his internet, botch of the year. Third nominee, Young, Dumb, and Broke, winning the LFF Tag Team Championships. The fourth nominee, and probably the most famous and likely to win, the Grump, the White Castle incident, the loss of the United States Championship belt. The fifth one, and this was my pick to me, 
this was the hands-on favorites. And then Grump was like, hold my beer. I got this. <laughs> the fifth one, the general manager, John Calace, I believe this was the Memorial Day weekend sale, sends out an email to everybody that's got signed up through the email on the website. And the email includes his personal phone number. So he emails his personal phone number to every person in the SRG Super Show community. And then the final botch of the year, the dangerous wool order, trying time and time again, fails to capture the LFF World Heavyweight Championship. Which to me, I'll make this comment a little bit of a misnomer because uh, Kirk Polka has had the championship. Kirk Polka just lost it this weekend. So I don't know how it's a botch if they end up with the belt. Uh, this one, no brainer. It's <laughs> uh, the jacket. Nobody cares. The only one that cares about it, honestly, is Eddie Fury and the brain. No, other than that, nobody cares. Schmidt's internet, not a botch. That's Schmidt. It's they're, they're swinging a Schmidt for a reason. Next, uh, the tag titles. Man, that could really be a big botch, but. They, did, they were using competitors that directly did counteract Sean Loeb and Chris Pate. And Chris Pate and Sean Loeb shouldn't have lost that. U.S. title stolen from the Grump at White Castle. Let's just say the Grump uh, was looking more than getting some White Castles. Uh, GM Clay's email and his phone number. That's a, that's a swing and a miss on his own behalf. That's not really, I mean... I already had this number. I guess now everybody has it. I guess you're, you're not the cool kid if you if you got his number now because now everybody has it. Uh, nope. Dangerous wool order fails to capture. Uh, that that was a swing and a miss because you know what? Candyman Dan was sitting there playing against Press 1P and, and, and Chris Pate didn't want to cash in. They could have took it. They could have took it. And double teamed them and won them, but they, they couldn't agree. So I think the, the swing and the miss is them not getting along and just saying, hey, let's take it. No, instead they had to do yet another screw job to gift the title to Kirk Polka, in which he got it immediately swiped from him. But hands down, there, it is zero competition. Hold my beer grumpy and wanting to get more than a little White Castle in a van. And you could say stolen. You could say he forgot it. He left it cared more about keeping uh, his life and his uh, uh, what little money he had on him was more important than that title in his cards. It's the grump. You swing and a miss award. This this, yeah. this award needs to be changed to don't pull a grump award. We'll have to see with the uh, F.E. Grump's famous White Castle incident. Little known fact, he jumped in. He got in the van at the White Castle. He got out of the van at the Steak and Shake. <laughs> That's what. That's the way I heard it. But Steak and Shake remains unscathed. Oh, boy. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that's going to be the pick. All right. Next group of five, we have the face of the year. The nominees are Big Match Pete, The Nightmare King, Brett the Metalhead, Evie Fresh, Le Penguin, and Candyman. Oh, boy. This one's easy. Nightmare King, he's not a face. He's a heel. Brett the Metalhead, a.k.a. The Void. Bye, man. You can't just go in, win a title, get your guy a competitor to release, and say you quit the game. Peace out, brother. Uh, Evie Fresh. 
Now, he, he's a true pace. He's a true pace. Uh, I'm telling you what, he's good. He's good. Uh, Le Penguin, I don't know. Are they trying to give him a thing now that he works for, for the shipping that you want to give him face? Nah. Candy Ma'am, nope. You done lost it. You, there's no way you will face after that, uh, uh, which, which I'm very sad that the feud of the year isn't one of our choices that we got the nominees for. Bye, man. So it's Big Match Pete because he really is the most hidden face that nobody really gets to see the true good side of him. Or Evie Fresh. I'm not surprised if either of them two win, but definitely not the others. Yeah, this is a tough one because, yeah, Nightmare King, is he a face? Is he a heel? I don't know. He calls himself a face, but he, he's a Nightmare King. I don't, I don't get that. It makes no sense. Brett the Metalhead. Brett the Metalhead was here and then he was gone. You know, not very, I don't want to say flash in the pan, but, you know, not, maybe a little brighter than that. Le Penguin, you know, the biggest face thing Le Penguin does is his name is behind the sales that they do from time to time on supershowthegame.com. That's, that's it. So, yeah, to me, Evie Fresh makes sense. And I don't know much about Big Match Pete, but I'll take your word for it. Either one of those two for face of and now let's move to LFF Competitor of the Year. The six nominees are Danny Limelight, Davey Richards, Norseman, Candyman, Swaggy D, and Mimic. Well, I don't know if you're keeping up in the news, but uh, Davey Richards, is that the one that they've had that's all over uh, Twitter and stuff right now? Michael, do you, do you, have you heard? I have not heard anything about David. Uh, here, before before I speak out of turn, let me do one more quick check to make sure that's who I'm talking about. Uh, I know him from the American Wolves. He's he's been a long time tag team partner with Eddie Edwards. Oh well, that's, he got in trouble for doing a little bit of porn. So I don't think he. Well, I could tell you. I could tell ooh. you. I'm going to meet him this Friday, and I have. 31 of his competitors cards to be signed by Davey Richards. So let's let's just hope that his line's not shorter because people might be mad about that. Danny Limelight as competitor of the year. I'm going to tell you right now. You give that that deck or, or you grab a Tim Creaser, that deck is crazy. The Norseman, I, I hate that gimmick. I always seem to get trapped by it. Don't like playing against it. Super good. Super good. Uh, Candyman, you know, uh, a great, great card set. Love it, love it, love it. Swaggy D, I think uh, he's the NPE of him. Um, it's, it's, it's beatable, but you have to roll a natural 10. That kind of sucks. Uh, Mimic, yeah, Mimic's pretty good. So for me, uh, if you want to go by sheer play value and having zero negative play experience against, Danny Limelight's got to be the competitor of the year. On my site. Now, if you want to go for going for sheer dubs, it's Swaggy D or Candyman. Yeah, uh, for me, it's based on the success I've seen from other people, it's Danny Limelight. I haven't seen Candyman have a lot of success. Her gimmick's also broken, but I don't think anyone's caught that yet. Swaggy D, really powerful. But that's, from what I've heard, that's getting promoted to tag team it's not gonna the gimmick's gonna change so yeah i'm gonna go with you danny limelight all right all right next we have faction of the year aka the higher class award the nominees are the line dwo rack pack 
Cuddle Commandos, Impact, and New Wield Order. Well, we can let's, you know what, last year be last year, this year be this year. New Wield Order, no longer in uh, Faction Wars. Cuddle Commandos, Impact, we took them out before we even halfway through our matches. Next, Rack Pack. Are they even the Rack Pack? We got Shady Jeff in there. Next, The Line. Next. So there's really only two up here. That's the DWO and Impact. And the last time I checked, who keeps winning a lot of events that isn't Power Gaming, the X-Royce, the Gia's, or playing in a hundred tournaments a year? That's Impact, baby. Who won the most recent CCC? That's Impact. Who, who had the most points, almost doubling second place in Faction Wars? That's Impact. It's 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 a no brainer. There'll be a screw job, and uh, if it goes to to D- dangerous wool order, I'm okay with that because you know we'll know it's a screw job, but at least everybody knows who it really should go to. You know, Impact and DWO to me are two of the top picks. I would take out Rack Pack, the NWO, and Cuddle Commandos. I could make a case for the line though. The line not only has done well in in tournaments, done well holding championships, they also have a big presence online. Jeffrey Fox, Paul Trejo, streaming. So they kind of go into more broader areas of Super Show. So I could see that being a benefit for them, potentially as Faction of the Year. But yeah, to me, it's one of those three, for sure. Bottom three, the other three, Rack Pack, Cuddle Commandos, New Wield Order. Sorry, it's not your new wield order. Feels to me like Bob Dunn and friends. I, you know, yep. Yep. To, I mean, I mean, who was the fourth? Me- I mean, I mean, it's what Ian Kenderdine's in that. When's the last time we saw Ian Kenderdine cut a new wield order promo? I couldn't tell you. I had to remember. I had to try to think who the fourth member was. I, I can tell you. I knew three of them. I know the brain. I know Mick and, and the Peaks. Peaks. That's it. Other than that, nobody That's knows. That's it. There's only there's only four. So next. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next. Yeah, tag team of the year: Trash into Cash, Polka and Strickland, Transatlantic Express, the Dangerous Alliance, Candy Vikings, and the Duo Decimal System. I don't even know why there are even six people up, or six tag teams nominated, and that's probably because people just want to throw their name in the hat. There is one and only team of the year and until something gets done about them it should be one and only every single year and that is the dangerous lion Peyton Loeb amazing they two turned Polarino and I at Origins it wasn't even a match it was like 45 seconds they win everything that they enter just about it's them everybody else bye man yeah it's hard to make a case for anybody else they have the biggest and best resume Trash and Cash, I just learned who they are. I couldn't tell you anything they've done. Polka and Strickland, new tag team. They're the Deep South Tag Team Championship holders, but, you know, relatively new. Transatlantic Express might be the closest to Dangerous Alliance of the remaining five. But, yeah, I think Dangerous Alliance, you know, hands down, they're the tag team of the year. And they're going to be continue to be the tag team of the year until someone else comes along and is dominant for quite a long time. 
All right, next last category that we have nominees for player of the year. The six nominees are Hold the Line Harry, Kirk Polka, Eddie Fury, The Grump, Candyman Dan, and The Brain. Oh, boy. <sighs> player of the year. Hold the Line Harry doesn't play anybody unusual. Plays the... the I like how he says, oh, I just want to throw this deck together and it's the most busted character, NPE, next, get out of here. Play with somebody different. Kirk Polka, uh, he's been playing a lot of top tier lately himself. Actually won the World Heavyweight title, so that might give him some things, but it was in the, one of the worst, most one-sided screw jobs ever. Next, Eddie Fury plays 90% of tournaments as himself. That should hold some serious bearing in this. And he's won a couple of them. So I, I, I'm putting up him in the top two. The Grump, no, bye, man. Any man Dan wants to say he's won 10 or more, maybe 15 more events than the Grump. I'm just going to put this way, Candyman Dan. You also sign up for the most. And at last I checked, a lot of those wins are six and eight man events. Come back at us when you actually win something that means something, something bigger. And then the last guy, the Brain. The Brain does it all with his guys all the time. And you know what? The guy travels to places, wins all the time. Or second place, he's in the finals, and every single time, top cut. He never misses top cut. So I think it's hands down, of the people listed here, listed. Now, I'm going to say, I, I put in other people's names in, in the half of this one. But I'm going to say, this list, the Brain gets it. Hands down the brain. I think the cannoli should get some serious consideration because he's used a ton. I, I, I cannot believe the cannoli didn't make the list. And uh, Tim Kreiser, he's been he's been tearing it up too lately. But uh, I want to say like one or two weeks ago, the brain entered into three cut, uh, events and he won two of the three. And I believe he was the top four in the, in the last one. So, no, the brain. Hands down, no question of the people that are getting love here, the brain. To me, well, they're all good nominees. The Candy Made Dan is probably the weakest of them. I think once he grabs, has he won LFF Gold yet? I don't recall. Um, I think he had. He's the, oh yeah, that's right. He was he was trying. Yeah, he, yeah, he, try uh, he was trying. He was trying. He was trying. Candy Vikings. I don't. It's some tag. I believe that's probably. That's right. He, he's an LFF Tri-State. Okay. So yeah, and I, yeah, so yeah. So, yeah, I, I, the brain is a great choice. I mean, the brain just, you know, took second place in the Rumble, the Rumble 4. Almost became a two-time Creative Competitor Tournament winner. He's got a great resume. He was Underworld Champion for quite a while. Losing to the crowd. Polka's got a great, Polka's got a great resume. The Grump's got a great resume. I don't... To me, it's kind of – it's almost to me a toss. I, these are all really strong competitors. The only, the, only, the only one I'd slightly shade is Candyman Dan just because I don't think the resume is there compared with the other, compared with well, the other names. Going to want, if you're but, splitting hairs, go with who's using their guys because you know what? You, you don't see Hold the Line Harry playing with Hold the Line Harry. No, you see him, oh, I'm going to break out D2. I'm going to break out Anarchy Sun. You know, you do see Eddie Fury bringing in some 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 busted carriers, 
characters, but he, for the most part, he plays Eddie Fury. And he played Eddie Fury when he was a B-team guy. And it's slowly with all the releases, he is S-tier. I don't care what anybody says, he's S-tier now. So, don't let, it, don't, don't let anybody fool you. If you win with Eddie Fury, it's not a big accomplishment anymore. So, you, you got to go with all the dubs. And the brain does it the most, the most consistently, always making top cuts. How many second places did he do last year in actual in-person events? The brain with his own characters all the time. It's got to be the brain. It's got to be the brain. All right. Well, that's it. Going to be it for the ones where we have nominees. Let's go through the awards that we know about where we don't have a nominee list yet. I'm just going to go in order on the uh, sheet that everyone got off the uh, discussion group. I'm just going to go in order, of course, skipping the ones we already talked about. So the first award on the list, Best Musical Performance. Um, considering, ooh, considering I don't see a lot of the musical performances, uh, the ones I have, I'm going to have to say Young Allergy better be on there. He better be on there. And that's, and that's I'm just going to leave it right at that. See, I haven't seen any Young Allergy. Maybe he's got some out there I'm not aware of, but I haven't seen the Young Alger for a while. My, my nominee, I chose one of the newest songs from the Long Island legend himself. I picked M.I.A. by J.A.C. That, to me, musical performance, best musical performance this year. Outside of that, maybe you could pick one of the karaoke things that Candyman did. There weren't a lot of musical performances, I feel like, this past year. All right, touche. What's the next one? Okay. Next one is best new signing. Hmm. I'll let you go first on this one. I got to ponder this one. I, I ended up nominating the uh, Fashion Popos slash the Fashion Files. I know we had Breezes in the game already, but Deputy Dango was new. And that tag team, the tag team that I believe uh, I saw Sean Loeb play with great success at Origins is a very, very strong tag team. Yeah, but you said the nominee is competitor, I mean, not competitors. And that being a tag team, it's, it's you know, it doesn't make it one. Singular. Eh. I mean, other, other people you could go with, a lot of people like Dan Housen, um, he got signed this year. I haven't seen a ton of people playing him. A lot of people play Danny, are playing Danny Limelight. And to me, best signing is best, you know, non-player signing. Best, uh, you know, I, I, I agree. actual, you know, and, and competitor. You know what? This goes a long way with, with Dan Housen. Mm -hmm. He just signed with AEW. Mm -hmm. He's in the game now. I, I'm about to say Danny is, uh, Dan Housen should be it. Hands down. He made a splash. He's a funny guy. I mean... I don't know much about his wrestling, but he's funny, and now he's an AEW. That's got to be it. Yeah, he's he's a top signing. I mean, they also signed Warhorse. They signed Rhino. They allegedly signed Raven, but we're still waiting on that to come out, if ever. You know, they signed they signed Fatu, Hammerstone, L.A. Park. As Dan Housen is, 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 is pure name recognition and who's hot right now. Dan Housen makes, makes a lot, lot of sense. sense. Uh, what, would, what would you think if, like, say, okay. EC3 re-signed up? 
that would that be a consideration of new signees since he is here? But if you got a whole new competitor, what would you say about that? I don't know if I'd consider him a, a best. I mean, it would just depend on what the rest yeah. of the field is. Because to me, I, I don't care. I don't give re-signings the same way I do signings. Even though, like I did say, my nominee you know included Breezes. But that was mostly based off the strength of the card, and not necessarily the name value of the okay. signing. So, okay. Um, so next no, one, no, I, go ahead. If we're going to go off of that stipulate or no. restraints, well, I'd have to say it has to be Danhausen. But you could, but you can go off. Whatever I'm, I'm thinking Danhausen. Danhausen, I think. Pretty good. Okay. Because I, I was thinking, well, RVD's done well, but RVD, that, I that think, was, was last year's last year. best signing. Yes. Definitely signed last year, yeah. yeah. So, uh, best production, the South Bell Award. I, I can't recall. I wanted to. Uh -huh. And uh, in Rust We Trust, they're always doing good stuff. But it really comes down to anything. Anything production-wise, Jeff Fox does is always good. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that. Tell us about yourself. That show died not because of Jeff, Jeff Foxworthy's production value. It's because the show was very blah, 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 dry, and it died a death because of that. I, I think that even the, the, the max attendance was people watching was like 12. That was when they had Press 1P. I mean, you had people like Polka there, you know, who is who is contending for the, the heavyweight title, and they only got six people. So, yeah, it's it's it wasn't production value. So, best new production or best production, Jeffrey Fox. He always puts on a good show. Yeah. I nominated Chibi because I think Chibi's Thursday Night Fights, I think the production value of that stream is really good. I like avatars into super. Show we now. Oh boy, it, there, there's there's there's, and tons and tons of promos this year, tons. But I think it comes down to any one of the Sofa King ones. Because Sofa King was hilarious. Sofa King hilarious that we all catch ourselves, making sure we say Sofa King. Uh, and other than that, it had to be the Unsolved Mysteries of the White Castle Belt by the Grump. They're the only two nominees that even rate being on the list. Those are both good. You know, I had a lot of problems with this because I just had trouble trying to remember them. I ended up just being a little bit of a homer. I went with Bobby Ohio teaching MIDI, which is the Midwest Coast Championship belt, how to drive. <laughs> that was the promo I ended up going with. I like that one that tickled me. And, you know, he's he's a BCW guy. But those are both great promos. The Sofa King promos, great promos. The Unsolved Mystery promo, great promo. I would, I, I would probably see one of those two win over my nominee. I think those two will be much more beloved among the uh, community and among the voters, among the, you know, whatever the body is that chooses the awards. Next, best SRG promotion. Hmm. I'll let you go. You know, I kind of have to go with what I know, what I've seen. And, you know, 
every year, Marktoberfest is a great event. WrestleMania is a great event. They cut a lot of promos, a lot of great personalities up there. I went with Rust. Uh, I agree. In Rust, we trust. Always remember, they're always good. Marimara Narasak, always hilarious, always good. Can never go wrong with Rust, but Marktoberfest up there too. So either one of those two should be the winner. What I'd really like to see, and we, and we had a good one this year, was the Plaid Saturday. And there is no conversations of a Plaid Saturday for 2022, which is a travesty. Because that's probably one of their biggest events that aren't run at, an, at a convention. It is disappointing because that is Plaid, the original Plaid Saturday, the first ever create a competitor tournament, period. Did not exist before Plaid Saturday. There have only ever been two in person. Twenty, I believe the one in 2020 was virtual. Didn't have one in 2021. Completely skipped from last year. I'm hoping they have, I heard rumblings. There might be one this year, early, because they normally happen in November. Don't know if that's the case. Haven't heard anything since. But yeah, Plaid Saturday. I would love to go back to Plaid Saturday if they have that again at Comic Book World in Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah, that's Jacob Maynard's store. Jacob Maynard, the former LFF triad chief. I, I, let's move on to... I, I'd agree with you. I'd agree. So let's go. Yeah. Yeah, let's move on to... And I'm going to say it as it's written because this is the second... At least the second year in a row it's been like this has not been fixed yet. The next one, breakout star if the year. <laughs> yeah, if the year. Uh, I, 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 I only the know year. one person because you know what? They, they, they're doing their best to make a name for themselves. It's pretty good. Uh, I'm just going to put say it. And they destroyed me, destroyed me at Origins. Destroy me in online play when we play online. But I, I can actually say destroyed them in the Faction Wars. Uh, lucky Cat Nico. My right end, I'll be biased. I think she deserves it. Lucky Cat Nico's a great player. You know, she was uh, JAC's tag team partner in the 2020 CCC. Big fan of Lucky Cat Nico. I went with somebody who is, I would argue, the most decorated player in their faction who's held LFF gold and has had a major tournament victory, winning the Gen Con World Heavyweight Championship Tournament and holding the LFF Trios Championship. I'm going with the Rack Packs, Yasmin. I like, I like it, yeah. To, yeah, to me, Yasmin, you know, big, big title win, big tournament win, the most accomplished player in terms of accolades, and the rack pack. To me, and now she's you know, representing the Midwest Coast. You know, she's in that territory. We could see her. She's already gotten one shot at that championship. We could see her get another in the future. I'm going Yasmin. That's a good one. Okay. Next. Yeah. Yeah. Lucky Cat Nico also good, though. Deck of the Year. Uh, this is the worst one. Because it's like, who plays the most OP stuff of the year? Who's the most annoying? I'm, I, X-Race won it last year. X-Race should probably win it this year. And it's only because it's a stupid, busted gimmick. Nobody else plays it. I don't know if it's 
that, that's the only type of style Pete can play. It's still busted, but I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna switch it up and say Swaggy D because he got a lot of heat on his competitor, and it is getting tornadoed. So I'm gonna say Swaggy D this year. I went with a hold the line Harry's Mila my deck. He was very dominant with that deck in the Deep South. You know, showed a lot of what you can do with that deck. That's a deck I went ahead and nominated. I can, I can see that. Yeah. Feud of the year. Feud of the near year. The next uh, one. This was the easiest write-in ever. It was. <laughs> I don't know if it's a feud or just two. Uh, it, it, it really seemed like children arguing back and forth. <laughs> it was simple. Candy, ma'am. And South Bell. It was really funny. I found it hilarious. Very childish. I was surprised it stayed up there for so long. And all I can say is, bye, man. That's 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 it. You know, I had a lot of trouble with this one. There's a lot of good people out there. I'm not too familiar with the feud you just mentioned. I ended up going with the Brain versus the Grump. They've clashed so many times. They even closed out the year clashing, you know, two great players, you know, always big stakes on the line, always great matches. I went with the brain you know versus what? the grump. You can't go wrong. You can't go wrong with the brain versus the grump. But, oof, you know what, if you saw the other one, I, I, I think you'd change your mind. I very well might. If I'd have seen the other one, I very well might have. Uh, next up, gimmick of the year. I don't know. You go. You go. So I'm assuming they're talking about competitor gimmicks. So I went with Jay White's gimmick. Jay White's gimmick, ridiculously strong. I saw, you know, that gimmick turn matches around multiple times. There's a reason, you know, that Jay White is either holding belts or people are using him to go for championships. I think there's two. I think I think there are two belts right now where the next challenger is using Jay White to go for the to go for the belts. Two different belts. So I went with Jay White's gimmick. He has the potential to basically steal a, steal a turn roll win from the opponent. And I've seen it happen in critical to matches time and time again. Spots you know, if you are going to go off the gimmick, I'm going to say, yeah, Jay White is really good, really painful. But, man, Swaggy's D saying that you can't use the crowd meter. Can you imagine you're, you're hitting finisher after finisher after finisher after finisher and just it's, it's just getting dead and you just can't roll that 10? Or say you do roll that 10 and it's crowd meter 4, that should be a 14 and the game is over. If you're going off the gimmick, that that is brutal. Brutal. Sw Swaggy D's gimmick, I will agree with you, is probably the most brutal gimmick. People want to talk about negative play experience. That's like that's right up there. I mean that. I mean that came out and that just like that that took the title. You know that's if there's an NPL you know Hall of Fame, their first ballot. There. I mean that is just a nasty nasty gimmick. You know there's a reason it's getting moved out. There's a reason it's getting moved to tag. And I could see that it get it. I could see it even getting moved at a tag because that's that's going to be a nasty gimmick in yeah. tag too. Yeah, it's 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 nasty in tag. It's just yeah, yeah. 
There's, I mean, that's a gimmick that's nasty at every level. I mean, the idea that basically, unless I have a finish that gives me essentially higher than my highest skill value when I roll the finish, there is no kill shot. My opponent will always be able to break out every single time. That's what, that's what makes them the grossest. I'm still shocked to this day. That Steve basically asked people in a Zoom chat if they saw any problem with it, and apparently everybody said no. That sounds fine. I know I wasn't part of that Zoom chat. I, I, if I, I was, I would have were, been screaming from the top of the line. I can't imagine. No, you can't allow this. If I, I if I would have been in that, if I missed something, I apologize to not just the community but the earth the whole planet i'm which, sorry which which, which, which goes out. back to i, I cannot believe that they didn't see it on the show with candy man's gimmick i when i saw it i'm like busted busted You're, everybody can win by count out everybody it's 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 just oh not good all right let's go on to the uh, heel oh, of the year. Well, I, I know it's a joke and everything like that. I, I wrote I wrote a couple people in. No, number one, number one, easily, okay. easily, Nightmare King. And everybody's like, "Oh, why is he a heel?" I'm, why, I'm like, "Have you watched his thirty minutes open his package opening videos? Of this is a snap punch. No, we we don't need to see that." We, we, it's oh, and I and, and I poking at him and probably because he gets so offended by it. So, yeah, yeah, I have. He's heel of the year, but but the real nominee, just not pushing buttons, got to be hold the line, Harry, trying to do his best to act like he's a face, and then the face takes a deal with the devil to to beat to, so he can beat press one P to get the heavyweight title, and he still jobs it up. So. My serious nomination was 100% hold the line Harry for taking a deal with the devil and still botching it. By the way, Michael, I, I sent you some uh, images so you can refer to them. Maybe you will want to go back to a previous topic. We may, that may happen. However, I will agree with you when that moment happened, that was a very heelish thing to do. I am shocked that he went along with that. Because he didn't have to. He didn't have to do it, but he did it. I will agree with you. I, I'm, it looks like I did also write in Nightmare King. I don't know what I was thinking on that day. We all really but, agree. I mean, look, your, your, na your name is the Stay Nightmare King. And if I can be, and if I can be, you know, facetious for a moment you know you were like you're talking about those promos and how long they are and how perhaps they might be uninteresting how they might be boring well look the nightmare king knows that in order for you to have a nightmare you have to be asleep and so why do you he's think those promos are the way they yay. are Let's go. because he's put that's right that's right, because while y'all playing checkers, Nightmare King's out here playing chess. He's 4D chessing all you guys. But no, that's a joke. Nightmare King, we love you. Congratulations on your championship victory. 
Yes. As the LFF triad. Congratulations, Mikey. Champions. Some, yeah. Yeah, but don't be shocked if you get heel of the year. That's all we're saying. And you embrace the heel. Embrace the heel. You know, you're the nightmare king. You know, scare people. All right, let's move on. Hype Man Award, a.k.a. Oh, the Loudmouth Leo That's, that's going to do to a couple people. Red hat, blue hat, red hat, blue hat. That is a James Booker and Kid Thunder Award if I don't see it. I like that. I had I struggled with this pick. Again, I was a homer. I went Bobby Ohio. But you know what? Red Hat, Blue Hat hyped up a ton of people. So, yeah, I could see that actually joint winner straight up. That's right. No James Booker and Kid Thunder. I think that makes perfect sense. Yeah. You you talked me into it. Jobber of the year. Uh, you know what? This is going to be a, a, a dual winning uh, a title because this was the easiest write-in for me as well. Because there's only one man and one man alone in the LFF that lost a, a, an LFF title to a White Castle <coughs> hooker and Eddie Fury. And that is the grump, Danny Thunder. He is botched multiple attempts at Press 1P having two gimmicks. Two gimmicks. Not one, but two gimmicks. And the prove to prove that Press 1P is a, 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 a world champion and the greatest player of the year, it's, it's pretty funny and comical how Kirk Polka is defending. You don't see two gimmicks. You don't hear anybody crying about, oh, Kirk Polka's got two gimmicks with the, with the world heavyweight title belt. No, it was only Press 1P. And there is one person, and one person only, to lose the same belt to an actual match and to White Castle <coughs> Hooker. That is... The Grump, Danny Thunder. End of discussion. You know, I picked, I picked the brain. The brain, as we've talked about, is a great player. He's always, you know, in the big matches, in the finals, but he doesn't always get it done. And so, you know, unfortunately, second place is still a loss. You know, and so that, you know, losing and being in high-profile matches. A ton does mean you lose a lot of high-profile matches, and so I ended up. I picked the brain. No disrespect to the brain. Huge fan of the brain. Great champion. He'll Long be trip. champion again before you know it. But that was just the logic behind that pick. The Grump, however, great pick. Yo, know, first guy to lose a belt. Outside of a match, outside <laughs> oh, of Oh, he may have been in the process of being you stripped, know, but in a different form. Well, okay, okay, yeah, 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 all right. All right. <laughs> let's, let's keep it, keep it, keep it G. Keep it G. But, yep, the Grump is a good pick. The Junior's <sighs> Award. See, this is little G you got. I mean, you really can't give it to uh, McPeak, can you? Because she's had titles. She still has a title, I believe. You, you can't. She's no longer a junior anymore. She, didn't she lose her junior title when she, she aged out of that? Well, no, she's 12. She's young. McPeak's daughter? No, she's She's 15. much younger than you think she is. No, she's Are you sure? Her. I thought she was. Maybe she's... I don't, I don't think... Eh. 
okay. I mean, I, maybe she's older than I thought. I thought she was younger. I thought she was like 14, 13-ish. There you um, go. I nominated Hank the Tank. Uh, you know, he's he's the current juniors champion. He made a pretty good showing in the CCC, 2020 CCC. That's Those were the two criteria I used. I said, that's, you know, I'll make him the juniors winner. You know, because right now, juniors kind of up in the air. Vinny Trebbing is a solid junior, but, you know, hasn't really had the accolades recently. Um, same thing with Lil G. Lil G had a deep run in the CCC. But to me, Hank the Tank with the with the not quite a deep run, but with the belt, there you go. I'll go with Hank the Tank. that got him over the hump for me. All right, match of the year. One of John Poverino's screw jobs that he successfully defended, but hands down, I have to say, other than the poker match, because that was the ultimate screw job. I have to say the Grump versus. Preston P. That was hands down the match of the year. Made it funny because the greatest non-secret. We all knew what was happening. And uh, yeah, yeah, that had to be it. And then to see the defeat on the Grump's face when he lost again. Match of the year, easily. Easily. The higher class was there. Preston P was all by himself with no support other than the fans online. You know, I had a lot of trouble with this. There are some categories I have a lot of trouble with. In the end, I just ended up going, you know what, Cookie Scorch and Triad Match. You know, three great players meeting for a shot at Cookie Scorch to basically help shape their own destiny when it comes to getting LFF gold. You know, Practicite versus Yasmin versus James Booker. That's a, that's a great matchup. That can... That can headline any event you want to do. That's what I ended up going with. Grump versus Press 1P with the LFF World Heavyweight Championship on the line, though. Also, great stage, great match. Two, you know, two Titans of the game about. going at it. Yep. All right, let's go to non-Super Show moments. There's two. There was, I, I wrote in one, beginning about the other, and, I, and no disrespect to the other, but I think they're both awesome. Number one, Yasmin getting married, defying the odds or the, the speculation about same-sex marriage. That was great. And the one I actually wrote in, which is Gary and Jenna getting married, two super show players across the ocean. A lot of craziness happened, but they ended up getting married. So I'd have to say those, those, both of those as a tie. This one was, again, hard for me. And I don't know if this may not even count as a non-Super Show moment, but it is a big SRG moment. And that's uh, SRG putting on their first ever professional wrestling show, uh, Winter Wars Rumble 2. You know? That's a, they're taking a step into, you know, new ground. Was that new, the one where they had new South wrestlers go all the way up to New York? You had a, that's the new, that's, that's, that's the new South one that was outside of, uh, outside of Philadelphia, just across the okay. border, New Jersey. Yeah. That was the one that packs up. Uh, I, 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 I yeah. still have to go with the, the wedding. It's. 
that's that that's fine. Look, I like I said, I struggled trying to figure out what I would do for best non super show moments. You could also go with the publication of the comic books, although those are technically super even though it's not super show of the game, it is oh, super show related. You know, that's that's a that's a tough one. But you know, we'll see what they pick. I don't know. I have no clue what they're female. Uh, pet of Some the year. Some people took mine as disrespect and or, or other thing. Uh, mine wasn't easy. I wrote in the GM Calasis Frog, saying, you know, may you rest in peace. The frog was always a part of the show. Frog splash is now actual eight bit art of a frog doing a splash. Um, thank you, Michael Kerr, because I didn't even know the frog had passed when I was making posts in the Twitter. So I'm like, oh man, and I even messaged Calais after. I'm, I'm like, I apologize for even mentioning the frog because you know that I, I know it's painful to lose a pet. So, mine was easy. It, it has to be that. I mean, I think Queso won it last year, and Queso could very easily win it again this year. He's very, or she is very active in all of John Polverino's broadcast. But I'm not to say the frog to me. The frog rest in peace. Well, I don't know if I'd call Queso snoring being active. I mean, some. I mean, it's definitely memorable, but active. I don't know about that. A lot of people. Are big fans of GM Blair, Dizzy Derail's pet cat. To me, one name I nominated, also General Manager Clases. All right. Frog, rest in peace, Frog. All right. Ring now, General. I understand this. Is Ring General someone that runs a lot of events and they're the general of the ring? Or is it Ring General is the way I looked at it? Is. They went to the ring with a whole bunch of different competitors and proved that they can own the ring with whoever they choose. So I would it on the latter stage, and I wrote in Anthony Perry and Tim Kreiser because they both play with so many different competitors in all the different tournaments. So that's the way I look at it. And I was talking to a couple of people, and they said, no, no, it's about who does the best promoting and controlling the ring from outside. And if that's the case, it's got to be Chibi. Now, the latter definition is the one I understand it to be. That's why Cannoli got it last year. That's why Cannoli won Ring General last year. That's why I nominated the Grump. The Grump won a lot of online events using different characters. And based on that criteria, I nominated him. Again, you could do you know, the Cannoli again. You could do Time Bomb Tim again. Those are both the great nominees. I nominated the Grump. Based on the same reasoning you used, Chews, Cannoli, and Time Bomb 10. All right. Rising Star. I'm sorry, for a second. I heard Star. That was it. Rising, Rising Star. Rising Star. Rising Star is. There's so many people that we knew nothing of. Um, I forget the name of this person, but uh, I'd have to go with currently. Uh, who is the brain mentoring in the Rising Star event? I think they're just fantastic, but he is taking the brain's advice to heart. You know, I'm not sure about that. I'd have to, I'd have to look. I'd have to look it up. I don't recall who everybody's mentoring in these events. I'm sure, I mean, I chose somebody that... 
I chose somebody, you know, that has gone on to bigger and better things since I nominated him. I chose Alec Ventresca, of course, now. Alec Ventresca he's is a writing, that, that the LFF Underworld yes, Champion. He, he, that is a major. So, and, and, I made, and I made that nomination before he won. That was just based on, you know, his strength. He's done very well throughout the year. Of course, had that match with John Pulverino we talked about on the dojo. And now he will be challenged by John Pulverino for the LFF Underworld Championship. So, I, I, that's, and you know what? You know, to he me, I picked Alex Ventress. That stuff alone. Yeah. And now we come to the last award from the award list. Showstopper, Showstopper. What, what of the year. So they mean somebody who puts on a great show. I know that somebody like a Jacob Denmark or a Bobby Ohio, somebody who's great to play against, who really makes for exciting matches, win or lose, just makes for exciting <coughs> matches that people get, you know, hyped up about, that people enjoy watching. People enjoy uh, watching them Denmark's play. Character? People is, enjoy playing against them. The Mad Custodian. Okay, you know what? Then there's two people. He's the Mad Custodian. the Mad Custodian and the Trash Man. Because no matter what, those two people are laughing, win, lose. I mean, look at the Trash Man when he was playing against Poker the other day. He didn't care. He didn't get salty. And he was laughing the entire time. And Jacob Denmark is the same exact way. I play him online online league and and, and Doug and I eliminated them from tag and, and and words were said, but it was all in good heart and fun. And he is one hilarious guy. So it's got to be Magastonian or the Trashman. Either one of those two, it's got to be one of them. I put down James Booker. Again, we've already talked about the reasons behind what makes Booker a great player to watch. That was my nominee. Jacob Denmark, Trashman, though, also great picks. Yeah, they never did there, and there are no right in ballots, huh? Um, I mean, there were the as far as I know, you couldn't write in any awards. If you could have written an award, were, what would I you have done? I did do a write in, and I said, uh, "Nest uh, uh, new Super Show product. What is the, like the best new?" And and you know what? I didn't even consider it. But man, I'll tell you, Evan Harris did a banging job in the new South Box set. I mean, it wasn't anything. It, it, that box set has to be the best starter set no matter what. And even veteran players that have four or five copies of all those wouldn't be disappointed if they bought that box set because you got more rolling forearms, more call to the crowds, all the good stops. It was just a banging box set. But I was very, very biased on this one because I, I, I told Kalace, I said, I got to write in a thing at the very bottom. And I, I, don't, I sent it to very few people, but I said... The physical yeah, membership ranks. I worked really hard at getting those. I'm going to have to say that's got to be the Nest Super Show product. I mean, you may not be able to buy it. You can earn it, and it's going to be hard to earn. But I said that was one of the coolest things. And I'm very biased, and I admit that. I, I, no, and you know what? Those are great things. I wish I could have a painted membership ring. They look great. I've just seen the photos. I don't. I think I've seen one in person. I had a chance to. Yeah, I had a chance. I had a chance to. I had a chance. I had I'll a give fail. you a little secret. You know, unfortunately, 
you know, I, still trying to dig my way. Still trying to dig my way out of the hole. I but, lost on purpose to several people because after a while, I'm like, well, you know, the membership ring is kind of powerful. And, and, and when you can pick the stip and the thing, I'm like, man, it really isn't fair. So I'm not going to lie to anybody. I mean, Gary, uh, when he, he won one, I threw that match. I'm pretty sure Gary knew, and he didn't care. He's a great guy. Awesome. The, the Void, I, this is like literally right before he said, nope, I'm out, I'm retiring. I regret it losing that on purpose. And then, of course, Marcel, because because Marcel. Mar or Marcel, awesome kid, always comes and hangs out and just has a hoot of a time and just all around awesome. And we got to thank Pajillo. Can't thank Pajillo enough for making his competitor into the game. Yeah, it is great having Marcel in the game, and you know, more or less, more every year. Yeah, <laughs> next up, you're you going to be handing out some free wins. Throw some my way next time, okay? Tons of people the option offer. I mean, the cannoli, he is the very person that I offered to. He never came up. He never showed up. He was always too busy. I'm like, okay. And then next thing you know, it was the last day of the con. I'm like, all right, I don't want to take these home with me. I don't need all these copies of rings. And then, they, oh, and then I gave, of course, the boss and Calais one each, you know, because who, who shouldn't have them other than them? It is their game. They created it. So all I have is just the two on my desk now, and I sent a whole bunch to the boss. A whole bunch. Yeah, yeah. I think I've. I think we've seen. I've seen the photo of that. Oh, I sent. I feel them, like it's I, about I, a dozen or so that you sent. I, I sent him 12, 10 or I want to say fifteen, but I could be wrong. Boxes, but I sent him over eighty unpainted. Yeah, yeah, oh, only ten paintings. Oh, yeah. so, okay, so. Oh, so I can tell you for sure that there is only like only fourteen paintings right. out there. All right. I think for me, I mentioned this earlier. I would, you know, give Aunt West an award for recap the universe. I love that. I love that. It's a great service. You could even give the guys oh, yeah, from yeah. F Dom, from the uh, performance yeah, center an award yeah. for what they've done. You know, that's a that's a great. You know, yeah, maybe 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 a best you know best uh, super show the game resource. You know, 100%. either one of those guys would be great for that kind of award. But yeah, but I think I, I think know. that's I gonna do it. I don't really have anything it. else. Was there anything else you, know, you wanted to say about the awards? People need to stop getting uh, butthurt over it. You know, there's a lot of people going, "How did this guy beat me in this in the CCC and all this?" People got to really take a step back and remember, this is just a game. This is just for fun. Ninety percent of the time is card fave. I'm not sure if you saw the stuff I sent you, Michael, via Facebook Messenger. Um, it's it's this is all just fun. This is an escape from reality, and some people took it too seriously. And you know what? If there is an award for best comeback award, you know, I'd have to probably give it the Shady Jeff because you know what? He was really on the outs, uh, like 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 serious band. Don't don't say nothing. Get out of here. Don't ever come back. Kind of like thing. And he wouldn't seek and got help. So, uh, you know, best comeback award, I think, should be something that comes out. And because we know there are people that are not coming back. You know, your, your former co-host, uh, uh, he who shall not be named, he's never getting on band. That was just as bad as it gets. And I don't care how low you get. That was pretty damn low. So, 
Yeah, that's just my thought on that. Let's let's get a, a best comeback award. It's going to happen almost every year. You know what? I agree with that best comeback award, Shitty Jeff. I agree with that. And I think with that being said, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the show. Or rather, that's going to do it for this special episode of the show. I'd like to thank my guest, Mark Perry, for coming on. Great insights. All great bias, skill. of course. All bias. I really enjoyed having you here to talk about this. And then maybe we'll be do- and then maybe we'll be doing maybe we'll do this again next year. We've done it two oh, years absolutely. in a row. This is fun. I could see us doing it for we the see, third. We see how much we're right or wrong when they come out. No no pressure. All right. We will we'll find out. I believe it is February fifth. That's Saturday night, I believe is going to be the award show. I don't know if they're going to stream it on Twitch or Facebook. But the award show is going to be at Captain Con this weekend. Yep. Yeah. And once again, thank you, Mark. And that's going to do it for this. That's going to do it for the special episode. Thank all of you for listening, and good day.